This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Good morning. Good morning. You know, the weather changed on me. I know it changed on you, too. But guess what does not change? Our great, great father. I just want to say welcome. You arrived Monday morning. It's actually beautiful. The crisp air, the birds, the trees. 1130 a.m. Wave 94. 94.1. You've arrived to escape to heaven with Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And remember, we're going to continue where we left off. I mean, what we were trying to figure out in the midst of all of the craziness, okay, that Jesus told us was going to happen. I mean, I can imagine that his apostles, his disciples just thought he was rambling on, or maybe they tried to understand it from the historical moment that they were living in, but they could not imagine what you and I are literally living through right now the prophetic word of Jesus Christ himself. And in the midst of that, I am still wondering, will the woman's seed prevail? Because we, you should know that this is all about history, God's history. And the history is focused on the war, the war that, if you want to be honest, started in the heavenly realms when one third of the angels fell from the holy army of God himself. And then it continued being played out here in the earth realm. And that is the war between the seeds, the woman seed and the serpent seed. Will God leave us? I mean, we do so much stuff. We, we rebel. We're disobedient, uh, we're idolatrous, we commit every sin that he say don't commit. Uh, our thought life is horrible. Uh, we're all filled, lots of us are filled with anger, hatred, envy, unforgiveness, and yet we still want to go to heaven. We still believe that we should go to heaven. And so I'm here to say, wow, considering that so few of us are even trying to be reconciled, big word, unto the Father, will He leave us or forsake us? His covenant, I believe, will stand. You you know, now that Jesus has come in John, it mentions how grace and truth came with Jesus, you know, and how He was made flesh, but His own did not know Him. Um 
how the light shone and darkness could not comprehend it. All of that is stated in John. So Jesus came, and in Hebrews, we learned that he brought with him the fulfillment of a new covenant that the Lord spoke about over when he spoke with the prophet Jeremiah uh, that time when the Israelites were cast out to the Babylonian uh, lifestyle for 70 years. So historically, God himself has proven his character. He has proven that he is faithful. He has proven that he's merciful. He's proven that he's long-suffering. God has proven as holy as he is that he has a love for his image that you and I cannot really describe. So now that we kind of talked about that, um, let us go look at uh, last time, last week, we looked at the double-mindedness of the Israelis uh, by reviewing Nehemiah, the ninth chapter. And then we looked at, well, whose report will you believe? And that was in Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. And uh, we realized that Jesus did everything that the Lord sent him to do. He was bruised. He was afflicted. He lay with the transgressors, uh, you know, but yet God raised him up. Amen. <laughs> and so here's an example in Isaiah 36 chapter. And I brought my Bible because I just want to read from the Bible. But uh, starting at Isaiah 36 chapter, we're going to look at what, how far will the devil go or the kingdom of darkness to hope that their intent is to make us the woman's seed, and I said us because now we are spiritual beings and we always have been, but to determine if you're the seed of the woman or the seed of the serpent, it's all about the condition of your heart, you know, your spiritual being. And so um, Isaiah, the 36th chapter, verse number one says, Now it came to pass in the 14th year of King Hezekiah, that's the Nacharimim, king of Assyria, came up against all the defense cities of Judah and took them. Okay. And so King Assyria, the king, sent his messenger, Rabbi Shakai, to Jerusalem unto the king of Hezekiah. And he had a great army when he sent the messenger. And so a representative came from the king, which was described in the recorder, and um, the messenger from King, the king of Assyria said to the representatives of King Hezekiah, it says, say ye now to Hezekiah, thus says our great king, right? What confidence is this wherein you're trusting in? I say, sayest thou, but they are but vain words. I have counsel and strength for war. Now, what are you trusting in that you would rebel against me, the great king? Are you trusting in the staff of a broken reed? So in a sense, now he's referring to Moses. Or are you trusting on Egypt? <laughs> Whereupon, if a man lean, it will go into his hand and pierce it. Because the Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that's all he has to offer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> 
But if you say to me, we trust in the Lord our God, well, isn't it he whose high altars and altars Hezekiah had taken away and said to Judah and Jerusalem, you shall worship before this altar. So I'm going to stop there and explain just a little bit of what King Sennacherib is saying. He's basically saying to King Hezekiah, when you came into um, office, you uh, took away all of the um, thrones that the people of Israel were worshiping. And back then, if my memory serves correctly, Hezekiah took down all the altars of Baal and Molech and, you know, Ashura and uh, all of the, he was moving against the uh, gardens or the high groves of Pan. And these are all different gods, idolatry that the Israelites were actually practicing. Okay. So this king is now saying that Hezekiah, how are you going to trust in the Lord whose high places and altars you have torn down? So that right there lets us know that this king really does not know about the living God. He has assumed that Hezekiah took down the altars of the living God, which he didn't. He took down altars of false gods. So now he's offering to Hezekiah, say, look, I tell you what, through his messenger, verse number eight, if you commit to my master, the king of Assyria, I will give you 2,000 horses and you put the riders on them. How can you turn away from that offer? How can you put your trust in Egypt? Okay, let alone the fact that you've already torn down the altars for the Lord that your people were serving. So uh, how can you come against me? I have destroyed or conquered all of the other defense cities of Judah, and I took them. So the messengers of King uh, Hezekiah said, look, hey, 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 hold up. Do not speak to us in your foreign language, even though we understand the Syrian language. Um, well, actually, that's reverse. He told them not to speak to them in the language of the Israelites or the Jews, but instead speak to them in the language of the Assyrians. And so the messenger of the king of Assyria said, look, I'm going to speak to you in the language that the men that are sitting on the wall, which is the government of the uh, the kingdom of the Israelis, the I'm going to speak to you in that language, which is the language of the Jews. He said, because the men that sit upon the wall so they can eat their own dunk and drink their own piss with you. What he is now saying, this is reading from the word of God. He is now saying that um, this is your government. I want to put fear inside of them so they will submit to my king, the king of Assyria. And so now, instead of him speaking in the Syrian language, he now speaks in the Jewish language. Okay, so hear ye the words of the great king, the king of Assyria. And this is what he says. 
Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord. And the the word, the, the phrase, the Lord, is being used interchangeably because when King Hezekiah is using it, he's speaking about the living God. When the king of Assyria is using it, he's speaking about the Lord's that he know that the Israelis or the Jewish people were worshiping that Hezekiah destroyed. So he said, neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord, saying the Lord will surely deliver us and that we will not go into the hand of the king of Assyria. Look, make an agreement with me with a present. Come to me, eat with me, drink with me, and I'll take you away from this country, the Jerusalem country, the Jews country. I'll take you away to a land that's just like your own. It has corn, wine, land of bread, vineyards. Do not trust and believe in Hezekiah. Think about it. The Lord will not deliver you because the God of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria. Okay, let me read it how it is. He say, beware Lest Hezekiah persuade you, because Hezekiah will say to you, men on the wall, government of Jerusalem, government of the Jews, that the Lord will deliver us. Have any of the gods of the nations delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Matter of fact, where are the gods of Hamath, Arphad, the gods of Sepharim? These are lands that the king of Hasira or Samaria has taken already. And he's saying to the Jews that their gods did not deliver them. So your God will not deliver you. My question again, will the woman's seed prevail? Because we now have a situation where there's a king that is coming against the Jews And he's saying to them, your God will not deliver you because the gods of all of the lands I've captured have not been able to deliver their people. And so now they tear their clothes and cover themselves with dirt and they run to King Hosea and uh, they tell him the words of the messenger of the king of Assyria. Hezekiah, King Hezekiah, he hears it. He goes before the Lord. He calls for Isaiah, the prophet. And, um, you know, they're, they're telling Hezekiah, look, we, we are the children of God, but we can't fight against us. And, and they're saying to Hezekiah, the priests and so forth, they're saying to Hezekiah that maybe the Lord that you serve, thy God, like maybe, um, He'll hear the words of the king of Hyseria because he has reproached. Now we're going to listen to the real God, the Lord, the living God, and will reprove the words which the Lord thy God hath heard. So they're asking Hezekiah, lift up thy prayer for the remnant that is left. So these are a remnant of believers that are trying so hard to believe the living God. And now this huge king with thousands and thousands of uh, army people come to destroy them. 
will the woman's seed prevail? And uh, so the prophet says to the king, when they went to, they went to beseech the prophet Isaiah, and here's what prophet Isaiah told them to run back and tell the king. Thus said the Lord, be not afraid of the words thou hast heard. Okay. Because the king, the servant of the king has blasphemed me. And the Lord said, I will send a blast upon him. He shall hear a rumor, return to his own land, and I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. So they come and they tell King Hezekiah uh, what the prophet has said. And yet again, King Hazaria, the king of Assyria sends a warning that he will come and destroy them, reminding them that no God before them have been able to protect their uh, their their members or their their people. So Hezekiah now began to pray. This is in Isaiah 36 chapter, verse number 15. He says, O Lord of hosts. So now we know that you must pray to the the right God because there are gods out there. I made that mistake once before in my life. I prayed when I first got saved and I said, oh God, I, I, I enjoy being with you, but you need to send me a husband. But I forgot to say the Lord God of hosts or the God of Israel or the God that created heaven and earth. I didn't say that. And I did get a husband that same night, but it was not from the creator. So we have to be certain uh, saints of God that we distinguish with our mouth, what God, with our heart. We, we got When we speak out loud, we have to speak precisely. And so Hezekiah did that. He said, oh, Lord of hosts. God of Israel that dwelleth. See, maybe we got to speak like that between the cherubims that art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. See, the correct God. Incline thine ear, O Lord, and hear. Open thine eyes, O Lord, and see. Hear all the words of this king, which has sent to reproach the living God. Okay. And of a truth, Lord, the king of Hyseria have laid waste all the nations and their countries. They've cast all the gods of those lands into the fire. Okay. And now, Lord, save us from this king. That all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord. See, the, the only Lord, even thou only. Okay. And so... um, the prophet sent a message to King Hosea and says, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, whereas thou hast prayed to me. So that's the next thing. The woman's seed must be able to pray. And we got to know that we know that we know that the Lord God that created heaven and earth, the God, the ancient of days, that God, the living God, has actually heard our word and is responding. And that's what King Hezekiah experience in Isaiah, the 37th chapter. And um, verse number 23, uh, he's saying how the servants of the king of Hasiria has reproached 
God, has despised the living God, has laughed Hezekiah to scorn. Okay. And so he's saying how the king of Assyria, so the devil will boast to you about how great he is and how he's done this and he's done that. But you have to understand that our God is greater than all. So king uh, of Assyria is saying that um, I am the one that um, have dug the water with my feet. I dried up all the rivers. You know, I mean, he's literally going against God. And now God speaks back and God speaks back to him and saying, how could you reproach me? How could you blaspheme me? You know, because I've done it all of ancient times. I've formed it out of nothing. God himself will stand for you. He will declare to the enemy that's coming against you that he is God and God all by himself. Okay. And so the Lord ends this in Isaiah 37 by saying the remnant. So the remnant that has escaped of the house of Judah. So even though king of Assyria, Sennacherim, had destroyed Judah, he did not even realize that a remnant had escaped out of Judah. And also out of Jerusalem, another remnant shall escape. Okay. And so the Lord now says that um, the king of Assyria will not even come into Jerusalem nor even shoot an arrow, <laughs> won't even come with shields, won't even set up a, a defense against Jerusalem. But instead, by the way that he came, the same way he shall return and he shall not come into this city. Thus said the Lord to King Hezekiah. He said, I will defend this city to save it for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. The woman's seed must be fully submitted unto God. We are to be his servant. We are royal. We are peculiar. And we're set upon this earth in order to represent the living God. Thus, we can have expectation that our God, our Father, will utterly destroy the enemy that stands against us. And so... Isaiah 37 chapter verse 36 says, Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smote in the cap of the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 men in one night. And when they rose in the morning, all they saw were dead corpse. So Sennacherim, Sennacherim, king of Assyria departed and went and returned back to Nineveh. And while he was there worshiping his God, Nishra, his sons came, smote him with the sword. Will the woman's seed prevail? I am here to tell you, yes, they will. And it may be a remnant, but they will still prevail. I know we're getting close to the end of our time. I wanted to look over 
in uh, Matthew. And I wanted to say some of the key elements that we learned from that passage, which was um, in Isaiah chapters 36 and 37, is that the obstacles that will come against you. First of all, the enemy will come and speak in two languages. It will speak in its own language, the one that it knows you understand. So for us, that could be our soulish language. And then it could even speak in tongues. It'll speak the language of the righteous in order to put fear inside of us. So we will submit to the things of the kingdom of darkness. And also it will instill doubt about the greatness of God, just like it did in the Garden of Eden with Adam and uh, with Eve, mainly Eve. And it'll ridicule our past history with God. And then it'll name a price to go with. It'll give you like, it'll to you, it'll look like a blessing. You know, I'm almost thinking about how recently we dealt with the uh, COVID. And all this money that came from where? Was that like a bribe to get us to worship another God? Maybe the government is being, is that idolatry that all of a sudden we're moving God, the living God, out of our sight and out of our heart. And now we're worshiping another God, the government. I I don't know. That just came inside of my mind just then. But at the end of the day, saints of God, we cannot worship another God. We must stay firm. You want to be a part of the remnant. You know, um, in Matthew 16 chapter, um, I believe <laughs> Jesus said, who do, who do you, who do you think I am? And so many times, we think that God is just the God that gave us salvation or that he's only the God that um, healed our parents. But we forget that he is the God that created all things. Amen. And uh, Simon uh, Peter answered when no one else could figure it out. The other disciples, he said, thou art the Christ the son of the living God. We must know that our God is the living God. You cannot even receive the keys (laughs) to the kingdom of heaven. You cannot receive it if you do not have the revelation that Jesus is the son, the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of the living God. Okay, and just as Jesus said, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. You have to receive the revelation in order to prevail against the wiles of the kingdom of darkness. You must have the revelation of who is God, who is Jesus. He said that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, What rock? Not Peter the man, but the rock, the revelation, the spiritual way of receiving from heaven. That rock, (laughs) I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The rock, the rock. Jesus is the rock. 
the revelation that Jesus is the rock. The, the, the actual activity of revelation, receiving knowledge or information from heaven onto earth. That rock, the very gates of hell shall not prevail. And then I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. So will the woman see prevail? The answer is yes. And in this instance, we see that the remnant is prevailing. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth, it shall be bound in the heavenlies. And whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So the warfare is not limited to earth. It is continuing simultaneously in two places, heaven and earth. You've been listening to Escape. Can you escape? The answer is yes. Greater is he that is in you because God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you than he that is in the world. Escape today to heaven. Read the word of God. Ponder the word. Study the word. Be filled with the spirit of God and you will be able to escape to heaven. You're listening to Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And God loves you. I pray that this word has penetrated all of the doubt and fear, confusion, um, the obstacles that the enemy have placed in front of you. I pray that God's word penetrate and go into your inner spirit, man, and let that great giant that lives inside of you rise up and with a shout of victory say yes I will prevail in Jesus mighty name I declare it and decree it be blessed and if you have not yet given yourself to Jesus now is that moment give yourself to the Lord receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and your Deliverer In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Bye.